have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make your day count. This is the day. The Lord is man. And we will rejoice and be glad in what God is doing. I am excited all week. Full of joy all week over this text, knowing that there's a next level. There's a next level for me. There's a next level for you. We have accomplished this level, then there's a next level for you. Do not let the devil stop you. Jesus is saying to you, Jesus is saying to me, come on, let's go over now. We have done enough here. It's time for us to move to the next level. I don't know where you are. On this Thursday morning, but the voice of God may be speaking to you right now where you are, that you need to move now to the next level. There are some work for you to do. Your work is not yet finished. You just finished one level here, but th there's a bigger level for you, and you have the faith to do it, okay? So as Jesus asks his disciple, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Let me ask you this morning, where is your faith? Do you have the faith to climb? The next ladder. Do not let your faith be shaken yeah. by the circumstances. That's right. Because when the circumstances, the text we've been in all this week as we continue with the topic, make sure we have Jesus in the boat before the storm comes. We've been in Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 22. But right now we're in verse 25 when Jesus said to them, Where is your faith? Where is, is your, your faith? faith? So it was the faith. That, to, that is able to break through the faith. He said, where is your faith? faith? The thing that they were lacking was their faith. Where is your faith? Why are you allowing the circumstances to shake you? <laughs> your faith will bring you through. Your connection with me, with Jesus, will bring you through. He said, where is your faith? It can, your faith cannot be in you. Your no. faith has to be in him. My faith yes. has to be in Jesus Christ. That's so right. Nelson says, where is your faith? It means what is your faith in? Yeah. Is your faith in the boat? Yeah. Is your faith is your faith in the weather report? Yeah. Is your it, where is your faith? Is it in yourself? Is your faith in your buddy? Like mm. where is your faith? Yes. Jesus said, "Where is your where faith?" Where is it? Where are you have it? <laughs> the faith had to be in him. Yes. Where is your faith? So we have to look at where is it? Sometimes we look at, you know, that question, it could be interpreted different ways, but your faith, we have faith, right? The Bible says each of us are given a measure of faith. It? So where is it? Where do is we put it? our faith in our money? Do we put our faith in our boss? Do we put our faith in this person? Do we put our faith in our title? What do we put our faith? Where is your faith? What do you put your faith in? We have to have our faith in Jesus Christ because it is our Christian walk it's, it's a moving instrument going from glory to glory. So if we put our faith in one place of accomplishment or we put our faith in one level of achievement, he, he wants to move us through that. He wants to move us from that into another level. So we can't put our faith at our last accomplishment. Sometimes we only have faith for our last accomplishment. But faith is not what we see in the natural realm. Faith is what we, manif we, we manifest it. It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance. It's the totality that we know that God has something greater and he's moving us to something greater. So we cannot put our faith in the things that we see. We must put our faith in him. Hallelujah. Good word this morning. Where is your faith? That's the question. Mm -hmm. 
We need the answer. Is my faith in Jesus Christ? Is my, my faith is built and nothing less than his blood, his righteousness. My hope is in him. My hope is in him, in his word. My faith is in the word of God. I believe what the word says. Where is my faith? Got to be in something. Well, you know, Jesus give us an, an um, I think in the Bible it says, where your heart is, mm -hmm. uh, there's your treasure. Where, where your, your treasure, treasure is, is, your heart will your be heart also. You follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where you put your treasure. Where you put your treasure, mm -hmm. that's where your heart is going. Mm -hmm. Who you put your faith in. Mm -hmm. If I put my faith in God, then that's where my heart is. So let's 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 locate that this morning. That's a good question. Let's locate where our faith is. What am I putting my faith in? Because what I put my faith in is what I believe, is what I trust. Some people say, I don't have faith. Yes, we do. I don't understand faith. Yes, we do. Because what we believe is what we do. We, 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 we believe it. And we try to convince everyone that this thing going to work. work. Yeah. And we go out and do it. We don't check things that we have faith in. We don't. We don't check. We don't. If we have faith that the chair is going to hold us. We're not checking it. Mm. We're not. If we have faith that the street is going to allow the weight of our car on it. We're not. We're not checking it. We're just operating without the mm. senses, with full assurance. Mm. We're not double checking everything, looking over. Sometimes God tells us to do something, and we want to do a hundred point inspection. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and different things. It's so not. we have to operate by faith. With that same assurance that we have when we sit down in a chair, with the same assurance that we have when we maneuver our car down different roads, he wants us to operate with that, be able to be able to move onto the next level, not to be second guessing and questioning everything. So when they arrived to the other side, starting at verse 27, and when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time, mm -hmm. and he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned see the power of of god manifests the spirit watch this um every force there, there's a spirit behind this is what i'm searching for diane there's a spirit behind whatever going on there's a what a spirit behind whatever is going on. What we see is the manifestation of something tangible happening. But what makes that thing happen is a force behind it that is invisible. That's the spirit. 
So we have the spirit of God, which is invisible, and we have the spirit of evil that is also invisible. Those are forces. So somebody says, well, I don't believe there's a God because I can't see him. Okay. Uh, do you believe that there's evil? <laughs> yeah. It's all around us, right? We can see uh, the manifestation of evil, don't we, this morning? And that's why we said that is evil. We can touch evil. We see the manifestation of it. You, we can touch the wind. We see the manifestation of the wind. It move the chair. The, um, the chairs throw up against the wall is not the wind. <laughs> That's the manifestation of that force. If we command the wind to cease, the chair will, be, will stand still. So what happening? We need the power, hallelujah, of God to command evil forces that is working against us in our life. And when the power of God is there, yeah. the tormenting spirit got to flee. Because it can't stand it. When, when Jesus rebuked mm -hmm. those unclean spirits, what happened to mm -hmm. the man? Mm -hmm. He, be, the, he came back into his right, right mind. mind. Mm -hmm. Before that, he was out mm -hmm. of his mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. He was okay. But there was a force that was making him operate outside of his mind. Read at that. Because it's so good for us to understand. Verse, starting at verse 28. When he yes. saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, and it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Was driven by the demon? Mm -hmm. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? Yeah. And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them out into the abyss. So you see, the forces that was keeping this man bound, tormented, Jesus spoke to that force. Once Jesus uh, speak to the force, and it ceased. He comes where? Back into his right mind. When Jesus speaks to the wind on the lake, the wind ceased and the water rescinded, <laughs> receded. Everything become what? Calm again. Ooh. So whatever is causing a war in your life this morning, we speak the name of Jesus Christ against such a force. Whatever is coming up against you in the name of Jesus Christ, we command it today to be still, to cease from operating in your life. Once we acknowledge that there is a stronger force that is operating against me, making me do the things I say I won't do, then command that force to get out of your life. Specific. Specifically, yes. what is your name? Yes. Specifically. Sometimes we just say, oh, God, make my life better, make my life better, make my life better. But what's the area that we need to drive out? Yes. What we have to specifically target, just like to he, make my life better. To make my life better. You know, it can't all be a hoping and a wishing. 
oh, well, someday, or you said it's not going to be like this, or it shouldn't be like this, and why, why, why? We know we need to target stuff. What are we doing? If we're not targeting stuff, we can't see accomplishment because everything is then just very vast and very vague, and it's like it's like if you say, I want to go on a trip. Okay, well, if you never identify where you're going, yeah. how are you going to know where to get, how to get there? How are you going to know what you need? I want to go on a trip. Okay, but where? What's the, what's the geographic location so you could pack your bag? You know, if you don't know where you're going, you can't really even pack your bag. With the diversity of weather and such and everything, if you don't know how long you're going, you don't know how much stuff to bring. So, you know, you have to know where are you going, first of all, and then the route is established to be able to get there. And you can know where you're going. You can know the route. And if you never get on the road, you ain't getting there either. You know, so there's a series of things that we must do. But the first one is to identify. 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 Said, what is your name? I'm sure Jesus already knew he knew everything. But he asked it. What is your name? Who is speaking right now? And he Mm. said, Legion, because many demons had entered him, one after the other. Many demons had entered him, and they caused his life to be in shambles. He wore no clothes. He didn't live in a house. He lived in the tomb. So he lived among the dead. He was a live man living among the dead. And a lot of times we find ourselves in those situations where we're a live person, but we're living in a dead situation. But that's not God's desire for us. So we have to be able to identify where we are going, what our next step destination is, and what is holding us back. We want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard in the city of Cocoa. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and we have Children's Church available for your children ages 3 through 11. Make Thank you count. for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Cocoa. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Realty is a friendly, knowledgeable, active, and accessible real estate agent here in Brevard County. Keller Williams is known for real estate services all across the world, and Wayland specializes in helping buyers purchase the right place to call home, as well as helping sellers market and negotiate the sale of their single-family home, condo, vacant land, or business. Wayland Duff can be reached at 321-536-5973 or visit waylandduff.kw.com. Wayland Duff with Keller Williams Space Coast Realty is your local realtor who provides all you need and the time you deserve to get your real estate purchased or sold.